0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pit Motor, Motorcast. It's yours, Dave. I got a special guest, Tony Gillig, top uh, mountain mountain motorsport Pro Stock driver. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, how did the year go with the Pro Stock? Uh, went
1: pretty good, actually. I mean, I, anybody you talk to drives a race car races, as always something could get a bit better, right? There's always races that got away from you and you made mistakes, but all in all, I can't complain. We had a, a season where we finished number two in the world, and it's our first year back racing Mountain Motor Pro Stock, so I uh, can't complain. We had a good year.
0: So how many years you've been campaigning in a Mountain Motor Pro Stock now?
1: I well, we started Mountain Motor Pro Stock racing back in the 90s. We got for a few years. Went to NHRA Pro Stock for a few years. Went back to Mount Motor Course back for a few years. And now this is our first year back at it again. So we kind of flopped around from different things here and here over the last 25 years. But uh, this is our first year back, 2022, with this car. And and, uh, we had a good season. Pretty cool. We had some 8-mile stuff, quarter-mile stuff. So a lot of racing, a lot of fun.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about that car?
1: Uh, The car we have now, it's a Pontiac GXP that uh, Jerry Haas did originally it was gordy rivera's car and uh found it and got her hands on it and uh the motor in the car was uh the chevy hemi that was once richard freeman's motor from 09 2010 and uh so anyway just kind of put it together you know we found the car found the motor got things put together Kazi worked on the engine kind of updated things we had the car painted to match uh, kind of our paint scheme we've used over the years. We had our colors; that were all red and white, so we did the same thing to the GXP. And, and uh, that's it. It's been, a, it's been a pretty good car. really enjoyed it. I love the car. always liked GXPs. We were, why don't they come back pro stock recently? I thought, you know what? I, I want a GXP. They're pretty cool. And they stopped making a thing, so they're hard to find. But we found one, luckily, and uh, it uh, turned out pretty good, I think.
0: So now, let me rewind a clock with you, Tony, and ask you how how did you get started in drag racing?
1: Uh, my dad, yeah, you know, my dad raced as a kid, and he ran uh locally and then I came along and he quit racing for a while and then, back in nineteen eighty, my dad started racing again. I was ten years old, and he ran modified production back then, that was all five speed and small blocks and Higher pan cars. Pretty cool class. Anyway, NHRA ditched the class in 81. So at 82, he ran comp with it. And then he quit again. He was kind of fed up. And then we built another car. When I had turned 16 to race locally a little bit, I started driving. Then we ran that car. We bracket raced it a little bit. And then we decided to go pro stock racing at 94. So ran that car in Pro Stock, in a local series called Midwest Pro Stock Association, which is pretty cool. And we built our first car with a 95 and ran it in that same series. Then went to IHA Pro Stock with it, and I Pro Stock with that same car. So pretty good car. Rick built that car for us back in 95. It was a pretty awesome race car. We raced it with three different engines, different combinations, of all three combinations It ran fast. and Pretty neat deal for us. So, But that's how like, I got started my dad racing as a kid, you know, so it just evolution, you know, I got into it. And he was racing, so I just dove in and I love it. So it's just a it's a habit. It's a hobby, but it's, a, it's definitely something that consumes you, let's put it that way. But rather that than uh, messing around or yeah, doing things you shouldn't do, you know, so it's uh it's a cool it's still we do it as a family, you know, so that's always awesome. It's got my way forever. So it's uh it's nice. Spending time together on the road racing. Pretty neat deal. Pretty lucky to do it.
0: So you're from Illinois? Yes. So you, unfortunately. So you know you. <laughs> so you know Kevin Lawrence?
1: Yeah, Kevin, great guy. Yeah, oh, like yeah, I've known Kevin for a long time. Good yeah. dude. His new his new car is pretty cool. That, yeah. that AC Delco WJ car. That throwback. That thing turned out great. Pretty neat car. Yeah. That whole thing was that this was a Pro stack thing. We had built our last Cutlass that we started in 2017. We built a clone to our '95 car do some of that started the race at 632 class that PDRA had and started chasing that a little bit and had fun doing that and then uh, the whole pro stock thing started again had i not done that i would have loved to have just done what kevin's doing you know and just race that this challenge of pretty neat deal i like watching that stuff it's those are the good old days of pro stock back in the 90s you know so to kind of go back to that time and see those cars and Guys yeah, are built replicas to those and clones. Pretty cool deal. I like it.
0: So have you ever thought about doing the Nostalgia project?
1: Yeah, we were going to do that with the car we built before the GXB here. But uh, we got competitive and crazy. And next thing you know, we were racing, you know, PDRA and towing a thing around. And so, uh, but that was our shot to do that. And we sold that car to Chuck uh, Wacker, who unfortunately passed away recently. and Yeah. So, But that uh, that was a cool car. I really loved that car. That was a Don Ness car, and uh, it was a neat, neat. You know, we bought that car um, a few days after Don passed away in 2017. knew Don from our NHRA days. Super talented guy, built really cool race cars. He was he was a genius, put it that way. He he invented a lot of stuff. The modern stock car has in it today. He was a pretty smart guy. But uh, that that was a cool car, and uh, I loved driving it. We ran that car in 18, 19, 20, and a little bit in 21. We sold the to Chuck and then built this car. So
0: there we are. Now, was that the car that Chuck, you know, raced uh, Kevin Lawrence in before he passed away?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, our car. So Chuck took it and then he painted, we had that white paint on the side of the car that we always had. And then the hood scoop was white. So Chuck took it and painted the hood scoop red, and then painted the panel red. So it was all kind of red, with the black and white trap at the bottom. And then uh, he did that gum out deal, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Chuck had run at that once or twice, before Chuck had passed. But uh, yeah, tragic, horrible deal. Yes, it was. Hopefully that guy's gone. He was such a good dude. I'm just, just, just shocked that he's gone.
0: Yeah, he, he, he was. Always take the time to talk to everybody.
1: Yeah, super good guy. Just, just generous and anything you need, and just uh, he lives right by the over We're probably fifteen minutes apart for his house and his shop. we more on that. and uh, yeah, stop by there. He's working out. He had a great shop. You know, stuff that you, you, you need to build a car I was in there. Come by anytime. You tell me. You got use any of the equipment. Come use it. No problem. What's mine is yours. Just a super good guy. Just
0: uh the a tragedy, just horrible, you know. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chuck.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, well, i was there at the track when they spread his ashes on the track.
1: Oh did you know that deal. Yeah, I was at I was at a race. I love to have been there. I was trying to win the race, I was at the Chuck's name, but I fell short, so uh yeah, I missed that whole thing. I wish I was able to make that. That was a pretty pretty uh pretty cool deal, they did all that the way they did it and uh, Chuck's family's great his daughter, his son, his wife, just good people, And then, you know, they embraced all that Chuck just loved to race, you know, he'd been racing his, his whole life too, you know, so and uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I missed that deal, but I it was a pretty good deal pretty cool how that whole thing shook mm-hmm. out, so
0: Did you go to that little ordeal they did at the house?
1: Yeah, I stopped by there late in the day, me and my son went over there and went out and talking some people and hang out. It was, it was nice, very cool to uh, get together and, and, uh, in Chuck's memory and celebrate all the great shit that he did and all the cool stuff that he had. And Chuck had so many different race cars and different combinations. And, you know, Until you knew Chuck and knew what he had done in the past, and that guy had done everything. You know, Pretty cool. He didn't just do one thing and just plopped out and do it. He, he had his hand in a lot of stuff, so pretty cool. Yeah. That uh, all the stuff that he did, you know, just street cars and muscle cars and race cars, and he loved he loved racing. Period. Yep. yep. So,
0: so, so now, besides your dad being a you know big inspiration for you for drag racing, any other drivers that were inspiration to you back in the day?
1: Yeah, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, my dad drove a six. Year. Car so of course you know the next move is Pro Stock you know I mean as a kid Pro Stock was was the coolest thing on the planet you know like so
0: Warren Johnson um, and Bill Jenkins yeah
1: <laughs> WJ Jenkins Glidden um those guys were just you know not to take away even anyone that's racing Pro Stock now because the names have changed you know because years have passed decades yeah but like back in the day you had the Frank Iaconios and Glidden and Johnson and Bush Leo and all those guys that just, they were pro stock, you know, it was just so cool. So when my dad wanted to race again, we went to Indy in 79. And my dad, my mom, my sister and I went, I was 10, my sister was, no, I was nine, she was four, go to Indy for the weekend, walk the races. When I was there that weekend, I met Bob Luton that weekend. So I got an autograph, picture from, from Bob, me a t-shirt, and we were sitting in the stands right in front of Bob's family who was in the stands at the same time. And, uh, like, you want to meet Bob Lydon? I'm like, I'm just new to this, you know, this is my first race. My dad's like, yeah, we do. So, we went into the pits, met Bob. Bob, I took a picture with Bob. My mom took a picture of us. I was nine years old. And, thought it was so cool. So, fast forward to 1999, my first year racing NHRA Pro Stock. 20 years later, So Bob Glidden at Indy in 99, he had quit racing it, but he was there because it's Indiana, right? It's Indy, Bob's there, he comes to the racetrack, you know, you're tired. So I brought that picture with me, and I found Bob in the pit. I had him sign that picture. So pretty cool. I got that little three-by-five, you know, from a camera from 1979. He signed it. I got it in frame. So that kind of like, you know, I guess my dad's my hero. And then meeting Bob Litton back then. That was super cool. And then, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a GM guy, so always a huge Lee Shepard fan. And then back, my 500-inch cross stock day, got to know David Rear pretty well, Bruce Allen. Um, ran their for a little bit. Super good guys, very talented. So, three and more, some these are always cool. I love Lee Shepard's right around. They were so cool, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's just uh, loved, I'm very fortunate that all the guys that I watched raced pro Stock in the 80s, early 90s, that I got the chance to meet them, race with them, race against them in NHA Pro stock for the three. I raced there for three years 99, 2000, 2001. But in that three year period, I met a lot of cool people. Kurt and Johnson, you know, just Jim Yates, you name it. Back in those days, we had 30, 35 cars showing up to, to qualify 16 car field. So tons of cool guys out there. We did not and got to be friends with, and uh, still friends to this day, get on the phone and you know, talk about the good old days, you know, so, it's a very pretty cool deal that I got to live what was my dream to race that stuff, and then actually got to do it, so, not many can say that, very lucky, Yeah.
0: But, uh, it's
1: been a pretty cool career so far, that's for sure.
0: Now, could you remember the first time you went down a drag ship?
1: 79 Camaro, the Camaro um, was brown. It was a 305 four-speed car with t tops and no air conditioning. It wasn't was an option then, I guess. It was an option, didn't have it. And uh, so my dad and I worked on it. Put a 4 barrel carburetor on it, put exhaust on it. But uh, prior to that, when I first bought the car, I went to the track with it, and it went 1680 on the quarter mile. It was slow. Definitely worked on it said a car lighter, manifold, headers, exhaust, put a gear in it, um, worked on it. I got it to go 1470. It was my daily go-to-back-to-school car. It, wasn't, it right. wasn't expensive. It wasn't crazy or elaborate. It was, had a little debt in the door. It was starting to rust a little bit, but I loved it. It had a four-speed in it, and that was it. I was happy as a plan. So I went to Union Grove, where I grew up, right? So went there. I was 16 years old. And I went up there. I forgot the day it was, but it was like almost near a holiday in the spring. I tried made twelve runs in a while. I just kept going in circles. Just return rug lanes, thing you know, just round robin, and that was it. Uh, and once you do it, and then now you're you're even hooked more. You watch, you watch your dad race, right? then you got your own car, go to the racetrack and drive it. Now you're really hooked. So, but uh, yeah, that was 1986. So that, was, that was a while back. I'm getting old.
0: Uh, that, that, did you get to meet Broadway, Bob?
1: Oh, yeah. He was a riot. That was a pretty cool dude. Pretty smart man. I mean, you think about it, you go back and look at what Bob did with that racetrack back in the day and who raced there. I mean, there isn't a person that drag raced back in the day. You name it. Garlitz, Moldowney, Perdome, Tom McKeown. You said Union Grove. They all knew what it was. They all raced there. Yep. That place was huge back in the day. It was packed all the time. It was just a cool place that's close to home, too. So it was a pretty cool deal that that track was close to us. It was such an iconic place to go, you know. It uh, pretty neat, you know. It's, uh, probably Bobby was crazy, but he was a smart man. A cool place to be.
0: Yeah, I was like 4 or 5 when my dad started dragging me to the drag races at uh, Union Grove and uh, US 30 drag ship in Indiana.
1: Yeah, 30 was huge, too. It was a cool place. All the guys from the south side, basically, with the 30, guys on the north side of Chicago, went to the Grove. You know, so there's kind of like a, a split there. You know, there were different speed shops that were on the south end, and the south side of Chicago. And then there's some places that were up north, like up north. You had, you had Grand Automotive. Um, you had uh, engine builders up there, uh, Gary Brown Racing Engines. Was was on the north side. And then down south, you had Performance. Had Vansenis down there, that was a speed shop down there. But I'm uh, the 31 with my dad with that modified car to do some testing one day. But uh, we were always at the Grove because it was only 45 minutes from my house. But uh, still, totally cool places that were always full of spectators and racers. And it's different now, you know. Back then, it was just a different world. You know, back then, everybody had a stick shift a car that you can get into, and it wasn't a fortune. And you can go race it and have fun. And different time, you know, that was coming off the muscle car era. Everyone had muscle cars back then, you know. Yeah. Nowadays it's just different now. You know all the technology and computers and turbos and blowers and that wasn't the thing back then. Unless you ran a nitro car with a blower on it, you were you were kind with a stick shift and a small block or a big block, and you're not know, racing. Basically, almost a street car, but they were fast. It's cool, cool back then. Those days were so cool. And I, I was tail that I was, you know, you know, my my generation when I was in high school, a lot of my friends were into that stuff, you know, unless their dad pulled them into it, like my dad did. Um, but back in the '60s, it's like everybody was doing it. Advertising with Fast, cars. because there was fast cars from the factory that you know you can get your hands on and not go broke doing it, like. If you wanted to run a factory-built fast car now, you're a lot of money. It's crazy. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, it's been cool. A lot of cool racetracks. I've been to almost every track on the tour except Denver. Um, but, uh, that's cool. You know, just go to all those races and enjoy stuff. Was coast to coast and, and uh, a lot of good times. We had a lot of fun back then. Good memories, love for sure.
0: So, do you have a greatest memory of Broadway Bob?
1: Uh, yeah, just you know, being at the track, you know, and seeing him with his Airbrush T-shirts and sweatshirts on, and he would get on that jet car. Yeah, Green Mamba. The Green Mamba with his bolt on his hand. That guy sitting after burner and Bob would ride that thing and hold his beer in the air and just, just he was something else, man. Just larger than life, pretty cool, pretty cool dude. Yep. Yeah. So. Like I said, memories are huge, you know, you can do a lot of cool stuff and you can, you know, have a lot of nice things, but it's all and done, one day when we're older and we're at the end of our road. You can look back on all these cool things you did, the racing you did, the people you met, the places you went. It's just cool, you know. It's, uh, like I said, very fortunate very blessed that I've done what I've done so far. We'll still be racing now. You know, you race as long as you can race. You know, you don't know going to happen tomorrow. We've raced and quit, and raced and quit. And my dad's gonna be seventy-five soon, so he's getting older, and still loves going, still can go. So it's it's cool. We can still do this together, and you know, there might be a day we're gonna, we're gonna quit again. You know, that might be it. But for the time being, just keep on doing it, enjoy it, have fun, and uh, hopefully we can ride this uh, out for a little longer keep racing have this one fun and win some more races make some more memories you know
0: yep so now since you've been to like pretty much every track you you don't have any tracks on a bucket list that you would would like to go to then I don't think
1: there's uh, a there's so many tracks out there but as far as the NHRA tour I had been to all of them when we raced NHR NHRA, we skipped Denver, because Denver was tough to race at high altitude. You gearing, trans ratios, rear ratios, run the clutch different. You got to go out there and test so you're even somewhat close when qualifying starts. We didn't have time to do that or had the fun. We, we were lucky we were racing the series to begin with, you know, so. But I love you at Denver. That's the one place I haven't been to. I heard it's a beautiful place, cool racetrack, you know, but, uh, you know, we skip that race every year. And uh, if I had a chance now, I'd go there just to check it out. That's uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. And that sad part is too I've, I've raced some racetracks that are gone now. And recently they're gone. Atlanta's gone, Houston's gone. Um, we, my dad, as I said modified, were at the inaugural race in Atlanta in 1981. And now, as old as I am now, that track's off the tour. It's going away. But we were at the first one in 81. That was pretty cool. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, just cool. I love going to Pomona. I don't know what it is about Pomona, California. I guess when you're a kid and you're watching TV and you're watching racing on TV, right? What's the first thing you can do? Winter's over, and, or almost over, and you get to watch Pomona, the Winter Nationals. It's on TV, the mountain in the background. You're like, this place is so cool. And when I got the race there for the first time, it was like unbelievable. Just a cool place. It's, and you really can't tell where it's at when you watch the show. But there's homes around there. Like, if you fall out of the grandstands in the right-hand lane, you hit a street. There's a street right there. There's an airport next door. Airplanes, little, little planes, like a small airport, flying over the top of the racetrack, well, taking off. You don't see any of that stuff on TV unless you go, go to the event and watch. But it's a it's a cool place. I love Pomona. Plus, you get In and Out Burger. I mean, that's, that's even better yet. So, but uh, wouldn't mind going out there again. It's I uh, I haven't been out there since two thousand one. It's been a while. Have, have cool
0: you ever been, have you ever been to Bakersfield?
1: Vegas. Yeah, we ran Vegas. That was when the Vegas was a new racetrack. That was ninety nine or two thousand. So we we're at the inaugural, inaugural race for the Vegas track. That place is something else. And then my first time this year with our mountain motor car at Charlotte. That place is unbelievable. Just a gigantic property right next door is a circle track. It's huge. Across the streets, Rick Hendrick's dealerships. That's gigantic. That whole chunk right there is just pretty impressive. Great race too. Pretty pretty cool. The new, the new super tracks, you want to call them, you know, like Charlotte, Vegas, Juliet's a pretty track. That's close to home here. That's supposed to reopen,
0: right? I they're thought sports. it.
1: They have a race there next spring. Yeah, so hopefully, the mountain motor guys are supposed to get six events next year in NHRA. We have four this year. We're hoping that they'll put us at Joliet, which would be great. It's close to home. Friends and family can come see us race, and uh, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that that might happen for us, but. Yeah, a lot of cool racetracks out there that have been around forever and the new stuff's pretty cool too, so So I've seen a lot of it, pretty neat.
0: So you like the four-wide deal? Uh,
1: I haven't haven't raced it personally. Uh, Watching it's kind of hard. I I think as a spectator, when you're at the racetrack, it can be cool because of the four cars. I think on TV for racers and sponsors, I think they kind of it's short songs because it's hard to see visually, TV time-wise, the sponsors are on the couch because the camera's scaled so far back to get all four cars in the picture. You can't see a lot as to who's who or what's what because, you know, there's four of them. Right. But I haven't been there to watch it or see it or hear it, you know. Some love it and some hate it, you know.
0: Yeah, I've heard or, people say that races end too fast because of the four-wide deal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if there's a yeah, they got a lot more downtime with, you know, so a lot more in pit reporting going on because the races happen so fast, you know. It's, uh, it's a drawback. You're on TV less, it seems like. So, but anyway, I I, I would like to, I guess, try it. See what it's like. I'm sure it's pretty crazy to run four wide, but uh, I don't think we'll, we'll. I don't. I'm not a lot stuff will not Run four wide if we run. NHRA stuff, it's always two to two wide. And actually, I take that back. There was a four wide mountain Motor Race in Charlotte a few years ago. And they have been back to the four wide format for the mountain Motor Cars since then. So I'm not sure if they're on their on their schedule again to do that for the Mount Motor guys or not. I have no clue. But uh, if I had a chance to do it, I would do it just to experience it, you know. Right. the jury's out you know some hate it and some love it so it's right yeah, it's just different
0: now you you do a quarter mile racing
1: yeah we did both this year we ran the PDRA stuff we went to well they were scheduled for nine events we went to eight because one got rained out in the hurricane and we had four races the quarter mile NHRA so uh, this, this year was my first year racing quarter mile again which I hadn't done since 06. So, pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, I love the eight mile stuff. Great series, great people. But I loved going to the quarter mile again. That was pretty cool. We went to, our best run ever was 626 at 225.80. Um, Just driving the car, going that fast is pretty cool. It's definitely, uh, it runs pretty good in that last eight mile. It's pretty cool to drive. So, I enjoyed that. But, uh, Either way, you know, I'm just to go racing, I'm not going to say I have to do one or the other. One's great or one isn't. Just to go racing periods is a great thing. So we'll look at the schedule for next year and see what we're going to do. We're going to probably race a little less next year. This year we kind of race too much. It too, was too much. We used time and energy and, and effort and just making it all happen was tough. You know, the logistics behind it and a lot of our stuff's on the East Coast, which is at least a 15-hour drive for us. and It was pretty intense. So next year, we'll do a little less racing than we did this year, but either way, it'll be a good time. We haven't figured out schedule-wise yet because the NHRA side hasn't released their schedule yet as far as what they're going to have for us for next year. So we'll just wait it out and see what happens.
0: Now, you have any other crew members besides your dad?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, when we started racing again back in, eighteen my brother in law, Billy, and uh, we built that cutlass, we bought that car and then we stripped it and, and we did everything and made a call to our old cutlass and we built that in my in Billy's garage. And uh, so he came with racing with us. He was part of a Billy Wagner Motorsport. That's his name, Billy Wagner and my sister who was married to Billy and she came with us and my niece and my daughter comes a lot she loves racing um, my girlfriend comes with us when she can get away and uh, get off work so between all of us together an after ride when they all show up you know between my daughter my niece my sister my brother-in-law my girlfriend my mom my dad um, so it's uh, pretty, a pretty lot of a lot of fun you know this year' at the end of the year uh, my brother-in-law was pretty tied up at work and uh, Friend of ours, Eric Fleming, came with us at the last four races. He was a big help to us and great, great kid. Very smart, very talented. Enjoyed racing with him this year at the end of the season. And uh, so that was a good time. uh, But that's mainly family, family, except when Eric came with us recently. He uh, he said he came and helped us out. And uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal getting back involved racing again after hadn't raced for years, we built that car, and it was pretty cool, we spent many and many late nights, my brother and I, Billy, um, in the garage, 2 or 3 in the morning, working on stuff, building stuff, driving welding, assembling, working on doing, it was pretty cool, It it was in the past, you know, my sister, Billy, got married back in the late 90s, we introduced them. At racetrack, and uh, back then, he worked for John on a combo. so I raced against Billy, and then we went any racing, and then Billy wound up working to Larry Morgan for several years, so racing over there, I raced against Billy again, he Morgan's; Morgan, we're doing our own deal, so finally, like I said, in 2007, we built that carless, and now I got to race with my brother-in-law which has been cool. Super cool. He's a, he's a smart guy and he works his ass off. He's very talented. And it's, uh, we're, all, we're all a good fit. And we're family, too, so it's, it's, it's that much better, you know? It's having really a good time and uh, pretty cool. And we're all really we're good. You know, we all have input in the car and we've all been around a long time doing this stuff with my dad, my brother-in-law, and me. So, anyway, we think we've got a good handle on things. You know, we think we're Able to do it, and we prove that, you know, it's just, uh, but uh, yeah, families, everything, you know, so racing with families is pretty huge, you know, so I'm very lucky in that regard, too, so, you know, Billy, like I said, he's, he's done a lot, you know, not motor racing, 500-inch racing, so it's been a pretty cool deal, so next year should be just that the same, you know, go out racing and race together and have a good time.
0: So who's the crew chief?
1: Um, I guess you could say my dad's the crew chief. He's uh, he's the wiser one. All the he's been around longer. Um, we have our discussions in the trailer that might get a little, a little. I wouldn't say heating. We disagree sometimes, but what it comes down to it, it's some stuff. I go, you make the final call. Here's my thought. Billy throws his thoughts in on something. We think about it. Let's do this. All right. good. right. Let's do it. So he's the, he's the, uh, he's the guy that makes the final decision. But we just, we talk about it. You know, we, every guy can see something different. Billy's watching the car. My dad watching the car. We got race back there. I can say I felt this in the car. We all just talk about it. And, and then, uh, we, uh, put our heads together and work together, make some calls. And it's, uh, pretty cool like, like my dad and I way back when there was times it was just him and I at the racetrack you know different deal back then now there's, there's so much time involved between rounds with changing gear ratios and so on and so forth it just, it's just it takes more people now than it did back in the day and uh but either way it's always been a good time you know you can spend time with your dad and for him spending time with me it's just been uh pretty cool, because a lot of guys, we have friends of ours that my dad said that he's got friends that are racing, and, and their sons want no part of it, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, this is so cool, you know, they just who they are, right, they don't want to get involved, okay, cool, so to have your kids get involved in something like that that you enjoy, so you got a little common bond there, it's pretty neat, you know, so, it's yeah. not, I mean, I've been racing together for over 40 years, my dad and I, it's pretty awesome, so.
0: Now, do you have any sponsors, Tony?
1: We do. Um, there's a lot of good companies over the years that have done with us. Recently, our, our big sponsor, our major sponsors, is Indeco. They're a huge global company that manufactures everything. Pumps, belts, hoses. They're in every industry. Automotive, agricultural. You know, you name it. If it's got tires an engine on it, they make parts for it. They're huge and they're super good people. And they're into motorsports and they you know, it's a pretty good it's a good fit for us. I mean they, they enjoy working with us. We do with them. Um, one of the guys from Daco was a candy with a fisher. We were runner up. Um because had a we had a great time with him and um, so that's a cool fit. We, I, I really like those guys over there they were, you know some success so it's been nice. Um, but uh, outside of Dayco we got a uh, <clears throat> we got the paint our stuff that painted our last two race cars around R Auto Body in Berlin over here. He did an absolutely beautiful job on the car. Everybody loves it. Um, so he's helped us out in that regard. Our friend Eric at Chris Electric helps us out and you know, other partners in the automotive world, you know, N G K Spark plugs. The Ram Clutches, Race Star Wheels, Hoosier Tire. Um, there's just so many companies that have been very helpful with us um, as far as the product. Even you know, just having someone that can help you with product is huge. Um, so, but uh, yeah, over the years, it's been cool. We ran Stoney Motors for a while. We run Kazi stuff. We ran Steve Smith stuff. Ran Ray Morris and stuff. Like I said, met so many cool people along the way that yeah. people you've met how many products that you used, and who you worked with in certain situations and stuff and there's so many people that come across it's, it's a pretty neat deal but as far as right now we got a good we got a good group of companies we work with um and uh it's a pretty cool deal it's uh, um you yeah. know we've been racing for so long we do so many different things but uh, we built this guy we did a lot of thinking about stuff, you know, what we're going to buy and do and what we're going to use, you know, this car's got a Liberty in it, which is our first time running a Liberty. We had Lankos before, ran a G-Force back in NHRA, and then uh, got with Craig and Nicole Liberty and they built the train we run now, which is awesome. So, um, but, you know, that's cool too. They're racers too, you know, so it's cool when you're working with somebody that manufactures parts for this type of stuff and they race themselves so you you can talk about racing and what they're doing, and which is kind of neat, you know what I mean, you got a common, you got a common goal, common bond. So, they're just not making parts, they're, they use them, they race them, so that's a, kind of a neat deal too, so. But there's so many people involved in motor sports. You go to the PRI show in December, it's just overwhelming how much is out there. And uh, But it's cool, you know, it's just uh, the eat, drink, and sleep this stuff sometimes, it's pretty consuming. But in all reality, it's pretty awesome. I think you're doing a lot worse things, you know, getting in trouble. But uh, we do this instead. It's a lot more fun than getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a cool
0: deal. So where do you, where do you get all your fire safety equipment from, Tony?
1: You well, know, All my stuff right now, and I, I purposely did this, and I've had great luck in the past with everything I've gotten from them. So everything on our car is from Simpson. Um, parachutes, seat belts, Hans device, my helmet, my fire suit, my gloves. the window neck, seat seatbelt, everything in our car is Simpson. Um they're kinda like the benchmark in my opinion when it comes to safety and auto racing. Um huge company, great people. Um the stuff works fantastic. You know, you go, you go to the and and you buy new fire suits. You go to the Simpson trailer and they kind of measure you up the fits for a for driving suit and it fits perfect. Stuff like that's huge. You get filled with something that fits like garbage and you're frustrated. Never had a problem with their stuff. You know, I've never had to use their stuff, so to speak, which is great. Very fortunate. But I know if I need to, it's going to do its job, keep me safe. So. For that reason, I you know, you see a lot of guys who kind of piece deal together. Well, I got this, I got this, I got you know, I'm doing I'm one company, I'm gonna use all their stuff on my race car. So, yeah, I got great people to work with, great products, and uh, I wouldn't need anything else. So,
0: so now, Tony, Tony, what do you enjoy most about being a drag racer?
1: You know, as time has gone on. You know, 35 kind of years of racing cars. Um, but this takes in the game. The most exciting part about it that I really enjoy more than I did before um, is, is the people on many levels. Um, many of my competitors, are great friends that we race with that we've met over the years and staying, you know, you just, you go to the race track and you're, you're there together for three days, four days, you know, so it's, uh, You know, it's great to hang out with friends when the races are over and, and, you know, have dinner, have a beer or something and shoot the shit and stuff like that. That's important stuff, you know, because again, when we're old and crotchety and you're thinking back, yeah, you can think about when you're a number one qualifier and you won this race, but when you're hanging around someone's pits and you're telling stories and you're joking around and you're having a good time, those things stick, I think, a little better than. You had nineteen ninety four in June in some race draft. you know what I mean? Um, so people are people are everything. Family, people, friends, that stuff's huge. I mean I love the fan interaction, race fans are great. Um, yeah, I love driving the car, I love helping tune the car. But I really enjoy the people. The sanctioned bodies and and their, and their staff are great, the racers that you race against. It's just a lot of fun. The days over you hang out, they said the barbecue have a drink, joke around. It's just a, it's a big picture, I guess, when it comes to all this stuff. That uh, as you get older, you appreciate that stuff more. So, I mean, there's so many passions to racing. I mean, it's just building the car, getting through the racetrack, servicing the car, making it go faster, looking for more horsepower. You name it, there's a million things to do. It's just, uh but mainly, it, it, it comes down to people. People you deal with when you're working with sponsors or product, sponsors, or anything. And you can have some relationships with people that are pretty pretty awesome that can last a long time you've met through racing. I mean, like I said, my sister, brother-in-law got married. They met through racing 25 years ago. You know, so that's happened many times for many people. that met through the racing world. And I say, you know, they're married. they got kids. They've been married for decades, and all because of the drag strip. Because when you get what it comes down to it, a lot of us are at the racetrack having fun. Common goal, we're all in the same space, we're all got the same thing in mind, we're all in the same boat, so to speak. So you get along, because you've got common goals You're the same people. So you're not going to come across people that are, like, polar opposite, like you would do it something else. Like, everybody gonna that racetrack on a given weekend do the same thing you're doing so you got common interest it's pretty neat you meet a lot of people at the racetrack and it's it's a pretty cool deal so if you're a people person the drag strip's a great place to be whether it's fans, staff racers you name it pretty cool a lot of fun over the years and a lot of great memories of friends at the racetrack so it's pretty cool I, i i love that part of it hanging out racing's great you're on the racetrack for six seconds twice a day four times a day big deal you're in the pits working on your car, or you stop by your buddy's pits and see what they're after you Shoot the shit a little bit, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. I love racing. I've been doing it for so long that it's just it's addictive, I can say, but I, I really enjoy it. So hopefully, you can last. It can last a while. We can keep doing this and uh, and uh, keep doing what we're
0: doing. Yeah, that's what I get for most of the interviews. You know, for the from the drivers the, the comrad- camaraderie people
1: yeah it's, it's, it's huge it definitely is a, a good it's a lot of fun that's the bottom line and we all different places different states different backgrounds different levels of money for racing or you know but the thing about it it's so cool you can have somebody that's got a small budget out there racing guys that have big budgets and you're competitive you know, certain classes, yes, certain classes, no, but, uh, you know, it's a cool deal, you know, meeting friends from all walks of life across, you know, coast to coast, a pretty cool deal, so I, I enjoy that part of it a lot.
0: Yeah, the drag race family just grows and grows and grows.
1: Yeah, that, that thing too, you know, you got a friend of your race, or I got friends that are racing against, and if they beat you, and then all of a sudden you go by their pits and, and they get in trouble, and if I'm going there in a hurry, you'll help them out. So you got beat. It's okay. That's over. Now right? your friend needs help. Go help him out. Or just talking about stuff. You know, and about things of each other. What are you doing with this? So, what do you think about that? Or what are you guys doing here? And no one's getting any speed secrets. You know, everyone's car's is different. Drivers different. Motors different. Cars different. So, but you talk about stuff like that. Hang on. And that's the cool part about racing. You can have somebody that you to race, and then. Guys, up uh, give somebody a motor to use, you got to race your own engine. And that's okay. Part of the deal. You know, kind of like what's, in, what's mine is yours. You need anything? let me know. And we've all been there. We've all needed a part we don't have. I and mean, your buddy's got one down, down the way. And vice versa. So that's a pretty cool deal as far as I'm concerned when it comes to people. <laughs> but you see that growing up, <clears throat> you show your kid that, okay, like, hey, you got something somebody needs in there and in they're in, in a situation. of them not. It's a friend of yours, they need help, help them. So a lot of things I learned at the racetrack as a kid growing up or as an adult kind of lended to life lessons that you used in business, relationships outside of the racing that just, you learn so much at the racetrack about so many things that tie into life. That, uh, it's pretty cool. You don't think like that when you get involved, right? You know go race cars. And then next thing you know, you're learning life lessons that are going to be with you forever. So, pretty cool. As you can only think about stuff like that, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, cool thing about going down a track like the Grove is you get to go right past the fans on the return road.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We ran NHRA this year four times. Went to Minnesota Brainerd um, this year. Which, again, my average modified. We were at the first race at Brainerd in 1981. Inaugural race. we go to Brainerd this summer for the NHRA race we make our run we're coming down the return road in front of the fans at Brainerd and they're cheering and they're clapping like like I just set the world on fire and they were cheering and clapping for all the pro stock guys that came down the return road that day every day we were there, it was so cool it was like, they love pro stock door car racing up there you know in some you go by the fans' amount know, pretty much. But Prater, Minnesota, not Motor Pro Stock guys, we got treated like gold up there. The fans loved us. It was cool. Or even, like I said, even Union Grove when I was racing in uh, the '90s in that Pro Stock series. Same thing. A lot of people from the area, friends, fans, whatever, and uh, yeah, cool fans cheering you on when we you on the return. It was a pretty pretty cool feeling. I got to say, you know. We're all Eagle in some in some way when it comes to racing, but when the fans are approval and they cheer you on, it's pretty cool, without a doubt.
0: Now, when you're out there in the staging lanes, Tony, do you have any pre-race rituals or superstitions? Yeah, not really.
1: I uh, I try not to get involved with like stuff, but yeah, you know, some guys have their thing. They do, you know. You can get crazy with uh, like my right glove on first, then my left glove, or do this or do that. Yeah, you know, have a routine a little bit, you know. I like go back and check my shoots and then I hop on the car and get ready to go, you know. So I don't do anything ritual wise or have any real superstitions, you know what I mean? I, uh, and it's been nice too, you know, at both station bodies, we have people from God's deep industry that come in the lane and they, they pray with us as a team or the driver, which is pretty cool. I mean, I younger. I didn't think much of that, you know. If they come by, you know, say a prayer, And, uh, which is pretty neat. I, I love that part of it. And, uh, in the race track do your thing, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I guess you have a routine that you do because you want to be consistent. So maybe I have things I do that I don't think I do. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, you get in the car, you buckle in the car the same way. And, uh, but, uh I'm sure there's some guys that may have a, a thing that they she do that they that, you know, they have to do. She's but leaving. I just, She's stupid. She needs too bad. Just hop
0: in and go. Get out. Get out. And then... Now, if you could have the fans remember one thing, one thing about you, what would you want the fans to remember about you, Tony? Fans?
1: Yeah, the fans that come out watching. I'm just an average guy that just loves that I have the opportunity to do what I love. So, I haven't, you know, set the world on fire and won 10 6 or nothing like that. I'm just a you know, a kid that grew up racing that loves to race and uh, I'm just, just, just an average guy that's just working hard to do what you love, you know. So that's it, you know. Hopefully, they look at me as a decent guy. that had a decent career doing some races and had some fun, and uh, that's about it. You know, there's nothing really much else to say except for the fact that you know a lot of guys that do race. It's just guys do what they love, you know. It's, uh, that's the bottom line. You know, we love the sport, and it's just a, hopefully that you had some on-track success or interaction with somebody in the pits of the fan that you kind of made, you know, influence them somehow. Maybe they'll get involved with a race or You never know. You don't know the impact you have on somebody because you don't have an instant gratification when you beat somebody at the racetrack that they're not going to take what they learned or saw or what they met and they met you. That might steer them in the direction of doing something that's pretty cool too. So hopefully maybe I'll be able to do that for somebody along the way and uh, to get involved in the sport, which is pretty cool. I guess that's all the reasons we talked about. And uh, so hopefully that's probably the main thing, if I've got to influence somebody to get involved. That, uh, and then and then found out what I found out as a kid, that how great the sport is, friends, family, all that stuff, which is so huge, and that was able to, uh, I kind of just shaped my whole life. with had a lot of fun doing it, so hopefully I, I can do that for somebody else. That's probably the
0: main thing right there. Awesome. Well, Tony, I want to thank you very much for taking time to do the interview tonight. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Thanks for uh,
1: reaching out. Happy to
0: do it. And uh, thanks again. No, no problem. You're welcome. And I wish you the best of luck with uh, Mountain Motor Pro Stack season next year. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Have a good night, Tony. You too. Take care. Bye.